Click now on the link in the description and get this full audiobook for free. We needed. What we didn't really want to acknowledge was the fact that my father's condition was gradually growing worse, his body quietly turning on itself. Dad knew it. Mom knew it. My older brother Craig and I were just kids at the time, but kids are no dummies. And so even as our father still played catch with us in the backyard and showed up at our piano recitals and Little League games, we knew it too. We were starting to understand that Dad's illness left us more vulnerable as a family, less protected. In an emergency, it'd be harder for him to leap into action and save us from a fire or an intruder. We were learning that life was not in our control. Every so often, too, the cane would fail our father. He would misjudge a step or his foot would catch a lump in the rug, and suddenly he'd stumble and fall. And in that single freeze-frame instant, with his body in midair, we would catch sight of everything we were hoping not to see. His vulnerability, our helplessness, the uncertainty and harder times ahead. The sound of a full-grown man hitting the floor is thunderous, a thing you never forget. It shook our tiny apartment like an earthquake, sending us rushing to his aid. Frazier, be careful, my mom would say as if her words could undo what had happened. Craig and I would leverage our young bodies to help our dad back to his feet, scrambling to retrieve his cane and eyeglasses from wherever they'd flown as if our speed in getting him upright might erase the image of his fall, as if any one of us could fix anything. These moments left me feeling worried and afraid, realizing what we stood to lose and how easily it could happen. Usually my father would just laugh the whole thing off, downplaying the fall, signaling that it was okay to smile or crack a joke. There seemed to be an unspoken pact between us. We needed to let these moments go. In our home, laughter was yet another well-worked tool. Now that I'm an adult, what I understand about multiple sclerosis is this. The disease impacts millions of people worldwide. MS trips up the immune system in such a way that it starts attacking from within, mistaking friend for foe, self for other. It disrupts the central nervous system, stripping away the protective casing from neural fibers called axons, leaving their delicate strands exposed. If MS caused my father pain, he didn't talk about it. If the indignities of his disability dimmed his spirit, he rarely showed it. I don't know if he ever took falls when we weren't around, at the water filtration plant, or walking in and out of the barbershop, though it stands to reason he did, at least occasionally. Nonetheless, years passed. My dad went to work, came home, kept smiling. Maybe this was a form of denial. Maybe it was simply the code he chose to live by. 
you fall, you get up, you carry on. I realize now that my father's disability gave me an early and important lesson about what it feels like to be different, to move through this world marked by something you can't much control. Even if we weren't dwelling on it, that differentness was always there. My family carried it. We worried about things that other families didn't seem to worry about. We were watchful in ways it seemed others didn't need to be. Going out, we quietly sized up the obstacles, calculating the energy it would take for my father to cross a parking lot or navigate his way through the bleachers at Craig's basketball games. We measured distance and elevation differently. We viewed sets of stairs, icy sidewalks, and high curbs differently. We assessed parks and used...